Welcome to the Next Level Show, a health and fitness podcast with a little bit of life. Hosted by Jonathan Alvarez, Gabriel Contreras, and Mike Nillis. We hope you enjoy this episode. We are back starting a new week with the Next Level Show. The best time to kick off the week is with our Mindset Monday episodes to get you right to kill this week and all the weeks moving forward. But I know every every now and then we need a little recharge every couple of days. What did you say, Mike? Yeah. You know what I started doing today? Um, mostly because it's Friday and this is how I feel about Friday sometimes. Um, it's exciting because it's the weekend. First of all, you're hearing this on a Monday. We're recording it on a Friday though. So it's the end of the week. It's been a long week. I don't know about your week. My week is long. A couple of my clients, they have long weeks. We have those, uh, we have like medicine balls with like the weights inside. So you can like slam them and they don't bounce. You know, the ones that I'm talking about. I had all my clients do medicine ball slams today and to sweeten the deal. I was like, I will give you $500 if you can break this ball, like literally like put your entire like frustration of the week into it. And everybody was super into it. Like some of them were fucking whipping it to the ground. It was like a 15, 20 pound medicine ball. Um, and it was fun. It was a good time. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that had to do with what you said to me or anything like that, but that's just what came to mind. So there you go. That's perfectly fine. I mean, it's just um, the way I look at it is that there's a lot of stress and you guys were able to let it out in a healthy way. Exactly. It was a healthy release of stress. So I was like, you know, like you, you're pissed off at Sharon or whatever. Just imagine Sharon's right there and, you know, like no ill intentions, but hit her in the face with a 15 pound medicine ball and it, it, it somehow helps. Oh, yes, absolutely. I think I feel the same way when I get to hit the bag, you know, just let it out. Something yep. about using your hands and knowing that you're you're not going to get in trouble, right? You're not going to break the wall. You're not going to punch someone in the face and get in trouble and go to jail or get beat up as a result. Like, you just get to hit the bag, let the frustration out. It's always good therapy. I love it. Um, oh, you probably unknowingly cut off my manager this morning in traffic or something, but he had your Instagram open on his phone and he was like, do you know this guy? I was like, yeah, that's the person I record the podcast with. He was like, do you drive a black BMW? I was like, yeah. <laughs> Apparently he was in traffic and he was trying to get over. Or you were trying to get over. I don't remember the details, um, but he was like, yeah, his, his license plate was John Elva. And so I looked him up on Instagram. Dude, why are you going to say that on air? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, but I thought that was really funny. Cause he was like, <laughs> yeah, he was like, he, I don't remember what it was, whether you cut him off or he cut you off or something, but he saw you in traffic and looked you up on and found you on Instagram. So yeah. Someone actually mentioned my license plate to me today saying that, do you think that it's, um, that someone can like, just look you up and I'm like, well, it's kind of the point to, you know, who I am. Like, yeah, just know that I mean, it's okay. Me. Well, you know what? My, my license plate is LJPP31. So there you go. <laughs> now both of us are on blast. Um, I don't know games, but as soon as I find out, I'll put that on the internet as well. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. I appreciate you. Um, no, yeah. I mean, I did hear someone beep at me today, but it wasn't, I didn't see anything obvious. He might've been, I know someone from Crunch works here. I mean, lives here where I live now. He lives in the same community. There's a, there's a person that, that, that I saw had a Crunch shirt lives in my community. Bitch and mustache. 
I haven't really looked at him. I think he lives on the other side from where I live because that's where the other apartments I was looking at were nearby. And the reason I remember this is because when I originally came to tour the area, um, there was someone in that zone that was kind of more empty, had a crunch shirt. He was on his break, I think, went to go walk his dog or whatever. So, um, yeah, that's that's my manager, Gavin. OK, so is he like big, like a bigger dude? He's a big guy. I mean, yeah, I could that's... definitely like I can definitely crush him in the lift, but um, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> my squat strength and my deadlift. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but no, I, I did notice someone that had a uh, crunch shirt. I didn't really uh, I didn't get to meet him or anything. I might run into him. Who knows? Uh, eventually here. But um, yeah, I mean, unless he was behind me, I don't think I cut anyone off because I was kind of by myself. So, I mean, I don't know. He might've tried to time. He might've tried to time it because we have to, we live in a place that we have, unfortunately there's no light. So we have to kind of cross a a busy medium. So he might've tried to go around me. If that was the case, I was in the right. So I didn't cut him off. I was in front of him. I thought it was funny because I was just like in between clients and he's like, do you know this guy? I was like, yeah, this is also like, he told me once that he knows everything about me. And I was like, that's creepy. But I mean, he's, he, he's the one who hired me. So I'm assuming like background checks and, you know, he found me on Instagram. So if you found me on Instagram, he obviously knows that I'm on a podcast and all that kind of stuff. So that's what I was thinking he was going with it. But then he was like traffic and car. And I was like, oh yeah, black Beamer. (laughs) That's him. (laughs) Um, Uh, That's actually quite funny, man. I I'll, I'll say, I'll try to say hello. If I ever see him, let him know that I know you. Yeah, for sure. Um, Cool. Are we ready to dive into this thing? Uh, yeah, let's, well, let's fucking go. I'm actually excited to talk about this, to be honest. I was thinking about this as I was showering, and um, all my greatest ideas come to me while I'm in, in the shower. I don't know about you, dude. It's like either the greatest songs come to mind or the greatest ideas, uh, business-wise, podcast-wise, content-wise. They just come to mind when I'm in the shower. It's something about being naked in the water. I, I don't know what it does for me, but... Anywho, <laughs> the juice is um, flowing, apparently. <laughs> no, but today's episode, as you see in the mind, uh, in the in the title, we're going to be covering five things that gives you a winner's mindset. And the one of them is kind of a habit, but I think it's also it come. There is the mindset element to it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I I did classify it because. It's something that I mean. I've talked to you, Mike, about this years ago, and this is something I think you even adopted. And when you made you made this switch, I think you um, you let me know years ago that this made a big impact. So I think this also has when life is going good for me, or when I'm really struggling, and if I do one of these principles, which we'll get into it, it helps me tremendously. Anyways, we'll start. We'll kick it off with the first one that you know we believe that you need to have a winner's mindset, and that's having a white belt mentality or like a beginner's mindset always. When you do stuff, I mean, you eventually, when you become great, good or great at something, you obviously through experience, through the time you've put into perfecting your craft or overcoming obstacles, and you just start learning how to like, you know, be better at X situation. Right. But I think there's always something beautiful, especially when it comes to us in fitness as trainers, even with our clients, something I always tell them is to keep an open mind and always keep a white belt mentality. Obviously, you're going to know at certain points that certain things just don't aren't necessary. But I think that it's also important to know that you will never know everything. And even us as being, we're working in this professionally, we have to do this on a daily basis. 
we continue to learn every day with our clients, with information that comes out, with articles, with other coaches, with other professionals. And some stuff is uh, is not, like we said, it's not necessary to apply in our current situation, our current lifestyle, but it's information nonetheless. And I think is looking at it very objectively and very open and, and kind of take it for what it is and then see if it's what value it has for you or for your clients or for whatever you're going to be doing. Right. So I think that is always having that beginner mindset. It keeps you grounded, right? It does. And it kind of keeps you out of the, my shit doesn't stink thought process where you're never really, I mean, it's almost like kind of staying humble with your level of knowledge or ability or however we're applying this in this exact scenario, but your shit does stink. And you need to work on that. It's basically what I get from this as a concept. And it's basically like, it's going to keep you growing. It's going to keep you in a growth mindset as well, which I think is very important for being somebody that has a winning mindset Um, because you're never, ever going to be perfect. There's always going to be something to work on. And if you keep that in the forefront of your brain, whatever this is applying to, then that's going to keep you progressing. And it's, it's also going to kind of, keep you humble in a certain type of way because you'd be like, okay, my shit does stink. Like, what can I do about that? Kind of I think thing. that what comes to mind is also professional athletes, professional fighters, people that have made it to a very high level or are very successful and they're considered champions or in this case, winners, right? A lot of conversations and stuff that they say is, is unless they're very arrogant, um, the, the ones that are, you know, are very grounded, they understand that it's always about them coming in still learning even at their height of their career and they're considered the best in the planet at what they do but they're consistently learning so they always have to go in and each training each practice or whatever they're doing with that mentality they're like hey i'm going to learn something i'm going to become better i'm going to keep getting better i'm never just there and i cap out and that's it i give up i'm the best and i'm just going to like get, get fat and give up and not even try no i mean the if they're still active in the career their mentality is always like, I gotta get, I gotta keep getting better. I'm not, I'm not there yet, you know. And it's having that that open mindset to have someone else come and teach you something, a coach, their team, um, is very important for success and to continue to win in life and whatever you're doing. Um, I think the next point that we can cover and it kind of ties in nicely is um, you gotta have, you you want to have confidence, but you also want to have a good balance of humility as well. Um, I think that. There is a beauty to floating that beautiful balance of, you know, kind of having a little bit of a cocky personality, but also understanding that you are a human being, you make mistakes, um, you you bleed just like anyone else does. I mean, you're you're just a person, um, but you also have to have that confidence, that self-belief in yourself, because, I mean, I'll, I forget which athlete said this, but I, I believe I'm the best. But I have to believe this, not because I'm cocky, but it's because I'm the only one that will believe in me the most, right? Like, I mean, you have to believe in your own self. And because there's going to be times that people are going to be cheering you on and raw, you can't do no wrong. And then other times that you, you mess up, some people might start ridiculing you and judging you. So if you go based on what others say, you know, you're always going to have that, 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 that sway of things. But if you have that self-belief, but also understand like, yeah, I can, I can slip at any minute. I, I can mess up at any minute, but I'm going to continue just to believe in myself that I'll continue to keep, show up, keep getting up and keep going. Yeah. And this kind of goes back to that, um, 
I feel like we just talked about this on an episode in some way, shape or form, um, which I'm drawing a blank on now, but um, yeah, you basically want to support yourself mentally um, be, you know, kind of have like a positive mindset of what you're doing to a certain level without crossing like the over self-care into the, episode, I think possibly. Yeah. Uh, my brain is basically like mush. And if it goes anymore, like it's going to start dribbling out of my ears. Um, and I just lost my train of thought. Um, you don't want to cross the line into arrogance. Arrogance is like confidence without humility. We're talking about, you know, staying humble, staying grounded and realizing, yes, I can make mistakes, but there's a difference between making mistakes and not owning it or making mistakes and owning it. And owning it is kind of what lends itself more towards like almost, I would phrase it as wisdom as opposed to knowledge um, where you can kind of see what you may have done wrong, or even just in the moment of self-reflection, you're given the opportunity again to kind of learn, um, which I feel is a very important component of being humble while also being confident. Um, Because without that humility, like I said, you're pretty much just a arrogant asshole, in my opinion. (laughs) No, a hundred percent. I think that's like, it, it takes practice too. I mean, it's very easy to kind of become too arrogant um, when life is going very well. So I think there's checks and balances, but it's also, I, I do believe that there's, there's, it's, you know, if, even though if you're a winner, like it does, if you're way too humble, um, where the point that you're letting every and everyone and anything like overstep you and just kind of cross boundaries and you don't, st- you kind of just are you to the extreme, you know what I'm saying? Like that super, super nice guy that, everyone knows is nice and they almost feel bad for because they're so nice. You know what I'm saying? So you, you don't want to fall into that trap. You gotta, you gotta float the balance. And I think that combining both together uh, makes a good recipe for success for winning and developing that winner's mindset. Yeah. Well said. All right, cool. So, uh, the third thing that, and these things are going to trickle into each other. The third thing that we believe that makes, uh, makes you have a winner's mindset is taking failures and losses as opportunities, not stuff that defines you necessarily, or as full setbacks, or just like a wall that you can't overcome or get around. It's, you got to take these ups and downs that life is going to throw at you, your slip ups, you know, the times that you thought you were going to make the right decision you and it turned out not to be, you know, shake it off, get back up and get back in it. You have to have that resilience to overcome that adversity that life is going to throw at you because every decision you make may not be the best decision, but it's a decision. You have to own it and just learn from it if it's not the, the best one for you. Right. So I think that it's a good thing to have that because that we always say, even in fitness, when you're getting in shape, guys, when you're, when you're in the fat loss journey, or you're getting, uh, you're building muscle, and you miss a day, or you miss a week due to whatever, you don't fail, because you missed a day, because you missed the week with your nutrition, with your training, you fail, if you just flat out quit. But as long as you continue to keep showing up, keep doing something that right there is more than you need. And that's how people develop this long-term relationship with health and fitness is when they adopt this, you know, there's no failing unless I quit type mentality. You'll always, you'll be much more motivated and much more happy with yourself coming back regardless of whatever happens. Yeah. I didn't have the best week in this program, this cycle that I ran with my training protocol was 
very inconsistent, but you know what? It's fine. This doesn't end here after 12 weeks, 16 weeks, six months. I'm going to just get back on it and continue on with my, with myself. And 10 years from now, you'll definitely notice 10 years of hard work. So um, I think that's very important to note that um, you can't fuck this up until, unless you quit. Yeah. And even then, I mean, that's how you learn, even extrapolating this out past just weight loss or exercise in general. I mean, failing is how you learn. If we just were born and then won at everything that we ever even tried, we'd probably be pretty boring and pretty arrogant people. So this is actually perfect that it comes right after confidence with humility because you can still be confident and fail. Uh, you can still do everything right and still fail. That's kind of just how life works sometimes, but yep. learning from those mistakes or failures or losses or whatever you want to call them. Um, that's where like the really, really good life lessons are not so much in winning. I mean, there are still things that you can learn from winning. Um, but the failures are really what test you the most as a person and teach you the most in, in life. So, I mean, those are, those, those are the, the good ones. And oftentimes they suck while you're doing them, but looking back on life, um, at least for me, I'll speak for myself, those big failures, those big mistakes, those are what defined me most. And honestly are the things that I wouldn't change looking back on things. Cause that's what got me to where I am now and who I am as a person. So, um, that kind of not to take up too much time on it, but, um, there's a, a, uh, I guess a theory out there about how life came to be on earth, um, which I don't know. I'm not going to like speak to this on whether or not it's true or not, but, um, there's a theory that life actually came here from space on like an asteroid or a comet, some sort of impact that, you know, landed on the planet, which at the time was a catastrophic event. Um, but after the dust settled, so to speak, that brought, life here and then you know a billion years years later or however long later here we are with iphones and computers and all sorts of cool shit to do on this planet because life was brought here so there was a big catastrophic event and then all of a sudden all of this beautiful wonderful things came from it so kind of i don't know i kind of think of life in that way where there may be an asteroid that comes out of nowhere and fucks shit up for a little bit but what good things can can come of that I think that one, no, and I think that a a good way to think about it too, if you're going through it right now, the the ugly part, remember that even the nastier, the uglier, the scarier it is, the better it is on the other side. There has to be a contrast. So you're not stuck there where you're at right now. You're not even stuck in the good parts where you're winning. So it, it, there's going to be a contrast like any given point. So understand that and, and take it for what it is. I like when fighters always say, like, you know, I take it on the chin and I, keep, and I keep going. You know, I lost this fight. I prepared very well. I think I did very well, but I didn't get the result that I wanted. I'm just going to get back to work and get back on it and I'll be back. You know, and as long as not a severe, severe injury in their career, they come back and they keep fighting. I know Gabe loves when I talk about fighting. So I had to throw that in there. (laughs) Um, So we covered that one pretty good. Anything else you want to add on that one, Mike? Negative. Awesome. So point number four, we mentioned the beginning of the episode that this is not um, necessarily uh, it it, it comes with it comes with a mindset piece, but it's more of a habit but an action, a tangible action that you can do that automatically switches your brain on a a subconscious level. And this has been proven. So one big, easy, one 
big. I say big because this is big for a lot of people. A very simple adjustment you can make to your life is not hitting the snooze button on your alarm clock in the morning. And people are automatically probably going to tune out of this. But if you're still with us, hear me out. I wrote a couple years ago on a book. Um, I'm going to give a little shout out to Bedros Koulian from the book Man Up. I don't think he came up with this, but he uh, it was just one of his books that I read. And I like reading personal development books. I don't like to overdo it because I think that you can oversaturate your brain with just a lot of just motivational things. But I think if you can apply simple, tangible principles, you can make a big impact in your life and, and, and start seeing some change. Right. So one big thing that I remember still years after reading this book um, was not hitting the snooze button on your alarm clock. The reasoning and the mindset behind this, guys, is the simple fact that from the beginning of your day, if you're starting it with neglecting the task at hand, whatever that may be, getting up, getting ready for work, getting the kids ready, whatever, starting going to school, going to business, whatever, going to the gym. It's a very small thing. This is why I say it's a big thing on the grand scheme of things because of what it does. but it may seem insignificant and people were rolling your eyes like, I don't care. I'm going to just continue to set my 10 little spread out alarm uh, clocks uh, that I'm going to just kind of wake and then get up eventually. Right. And the problem is that when you do that, you tell your brain on a subconscious level that whatever you got to do, it's big or small, doesn't matter. So what you're already doing is starting life and you're starting your day on a bad foot. And I know it sucks. I did it. I've been doing it lately because <laughs> I started kind of losing this tip. And there was like, I think over a year and a half, almost two years straight, dude, that I never hit snooze. And I technically don't hit snooze. I just don't get out of bed instantly. But what I've been doing now, dude, is just forcing myself to take that uncomfortable roll out of bed, get up. And I put my alarm even farther away where I have to get out of bed to go shut it off. And it's helped. It's allowed me to mentally get in it because what happens if you go back to sleep, you're like, I just want a couple more minutes. Typically iPhone, if you're an iPhone user, you have about eight minutes of snooze. What real sleep are you going to gain in eight minutes? You'll probably will knock right back out if you're tired enough. But the problem is that you go back into that deep sleep and then you get interrupted once again. Thus, you're waking up feeling more groggy, more tired, more irritable. So um, that's from a physical standpoint, but from a mindset, like I said, from a subconscious level, you don't even know that you're doing it. You're programming yourself to think that whatever I got to do doesn't matter. And it, you know, why should I even like put any effort into it? And if you don't believe me, I challenge you to do it for a month straight and see how you do, see how more productive your mornings are. Yeah, it sucks. I'm not going to say it feels good, but watch how your mentality goes, your productivity for the rest of the day. Try that principle and let me know what you guys think, Mike. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything else to add except uh, I feel personally attacked by this topic. <laughs> have you been going back to the multiple alarm clocks? Uh, no, my alarm clock is still across the room. I still have to get out of bed. Um, so I guess in some ways I'm not as personally attacked as if we were talking about this three or four years ago. But I do stand there for a second. I'm like, do I want to get started? Do I need to shave my head? Do I need to do this? Do I need to do that? If the ans if all of those answers are no, then I will get an extra. Cause you know, you know me, I wake up like two hours before I actually need to go and do anything. Yeah. Um, I respect you for that one though. So in some ways I do give myself like 
what I'm not going back to sleep for eight minutes. I'm going back to sleep for like 30 minutes or 40 minutes. So yeah, it just depends on what the morning is looking like. Um, also in the grand scheme of things, I'm not getting eight hours of sleep at night. So I almost feel kind of justified in this, but maybe that's just me rationalizing. Um, no, I mean, I, I think it's different. If you're getting a 30 minute power nap, that's different, dude. It's, I'm talking literally about five to 10 minutes yeah. when you're and an iPhone does this. I don't even know if they do this on purpose. Eight minutes, not even 10 minutes snooze. It's like that's, a that's, eight minutes. That's nothing. That's so nothing. the minute that, yeah. So like, but the problem is, like I said, first starting in the morning, you already get up to your things and you have some downtime. You take a quick snooze and then you head out to work. You take some coffee prior. You kind of have your routine kind of set down. I feel yeah. you have a really organized approach. Most people what's happening, what used to happen. And I, when I allow it to happen, is you hit the snooze, I readjust the alarm and then I wake up still tired as hell. Like if I'm already tired, it's going to be what it is. Like it's, it, there's no way around it. And I just have to kind of muscle through it. Like, I feel like most people wouldn't even take the time of day out, out of their day to bend down and pick a quarter up off the ground because it's just a quarter, but you're going to take that extra eight minutes of sleep. Like it's just eight minutes. It's not going to do shit for you. You know? Oh yeah. I don't know. That's where no, my I went. <laughs> the quarter analogy. Um, but yeah, try this out for a month. Let me know what you guys think. If you're someone that does the snooze thing, this has been a game changer for, changer for me. And this is coming from someone that I'm a naturally a very lazy individual. If you guys don't know, now you do. I'm, I have to consistently battle against what my body naturally wants to do is be lazy, sleep, chill, not do much. Um, obviously, you train your habits. You can change those things. You don't have to be set in your ways but you have to take control. Um, point number five of what makes you have a winner's mindset. Understanding the priority triangle. We actually cover this in uh, many different episodes. I like to use this example because understanding this allows you to navigate your life in a different way than trying to fit the mold of someone else. If that makes sense. Like you see a lot of these glorified morning routines and you're trying to almost mimic someone else's life when you got to really just take a step back and analyze yours. And when you do that, you can adjust. And the, the, for those that don't know, maybe this is the first episode you're listening to the, uh, the priority triangle basically uh, has to do with family, friends, loved ones, and one point of the triangle business and work in the other point, uh, career, school, whatever. And then health, your health and fitness, your body, your self-care, whatever. Um, this is the, the priority triangle. A lot of times, like, let's say it starts to, he's just throwing like, like you're throwing Illuminati signals. At yeah. the, oh yeah. no, we just got flagged. <laughs> Censorship, uh, fact checkers, you name it. But no, um, checkers. But, it's, <laughs> but no, it's like what I wanted to say here for this is that like, you're going to notice if you really just take a step back and look at what's going on in your life, where, where are your priorities at? For some of you that might be business for that, for me, for work, career, school, for others, that may be your family, your friends, you know, your loved ones, uh, relationship, you know, raising kids. Um, and then some of you, you know, you might be really on the fitness grind, so to speak, and you're really putting in the, you're doing all the little things, you're prepping your food, you're working out consistently five days a week, you're, you're in the best shape you've ever been. But if you look at one area, look at where you're spending most of your time, typically you, most of us do well with handling two things at once. One starts to kind of take 
a and it has to take a back seat, right? And and that's just normal. Obviously, you're going to be shifting and, and navigating these things throughout the course of your life. But understanding this allows you to be a lot more empathetic towards yourself because when you start feeling like you're failing at something, you can always kind of make some adjustments to kind of start catering that. And it's very hard, I will be honest, to see that perfect balance, unless you're a robot, that perfect balance triangle, you're and they're going to be more of like an acute triangle. You're going to be more of like, a, what's the other isosceles triangle? Isosceles, yeah. And then you're going to be, what's the equal... Equilateral. Equal, equilateral triangle. It's very hard to be an equilateral triangle. For those that you know fail geometry, there you go. Um, I almost said geography for a second. <laughs> but if, for those that you know understand those terms, basically, like the triangle never looks perfect. It's usually an acute triangle or an isosceles triangle. It just looks in an odd shape. It, it, you, it's still a triangle at the end of the day. But that's usually how our life, you know, naturally ends up falling into into that pattern. So just understanding that, like I said, more empathetic towards yourself, you're going to actually be able to make some accurate adjustments to what, you know, this goes for your morning routine, this goes for your evening routine, and it allows you to build that structure for yourself. So you can say, okay, I'm going to really step up my fitness and health here. I'm going to, I've been slacking. I'm going to start shifting my party. I work's going well. I know that money's great. Everything's taken care of at the office. I can start kind of making this for the next couple of months, getting back on track, building some better habits um, while still attending my family and responsibilities outside, you know, back at home. Or maybe you're so focused on business and fitness that the family starting to notice that like, hey, I'm not spending enough time with my with my girlfriend, with my wife, with my kids, and I got to make some adjustments here. So you're going to start noticing like these little shifts throughout your life. And I think that's just, I like to bring that up because if you can navigate that, you then can win in your life, have that mindset to kind of over, you know, overcome a lot of these uh, challenges that come in life. Yeah. Again, uh, personally attacked by our own topic, but um, yeah, I would say it's one of the more challenging things to do because you need to actually take inventory of your life and see, you know, be honest with yourself, take all of these tips of having a white belt belt mentality and being confident with humility and taking wins and losses and, you know, failures and everything in stride and kind of evaluate, you know, the quality of time that you get with your family and how well work is going and also assessing yourself physically and making sure that you're staying on top of your health, because that of course plays into how all the other components are going. Um, and it's a tough balance. It's not going to be something that you perfect. Um, you're always going to be leaning more towards one than another at any given moment. Um, and then of course, this is also something that can, that can change. You can modify this as you go along. I encourage you to modify it as you go along because naturally, I mean, think of it as like, there's three holes in a dam and you can only plug two. One of them, you know, you can kind of go around between the, the two hands that you have available, unless you're super mobile and you can stick one of your toes in there. But um, it's, there's only so much that we as humans can handle and focus on and give most of our attention to without running out of attention to give. So it's something that's constantly in motion and you just kind of got to do the best you can with it. Um, that's really all that we can ask. Absolutely. So, I mean, I think that that kind of sums up the the five things that we believe that makes you have a winning mentality or a winner's mentality. Um, I just love it because I love this topic just because I it's something that even like you say that you feel personally attacked. So you everyone should feel personally attacked 
because yeah, I know everyone, everyone has a, a area to grow. I know for me, my priority triangle, the way it's set up is a lot more business and work. And then my health and fitness is kind of more of that. They're closer together. And then you have family and like loved ones, just because I don't, you're in we're in different situations. You have a, you have a newborn baby basically is about, to, well, he's about to be one. Um, you have, you know, the girlfriend at home, you have a house, you have, you know, pets, you have, you have other responsibilities that come, you know, before just getting six pack abs and, and just working. Obviously right now it's probably, you'd say the priority triangle of Mike's life is family and, and work. And then fitness is kind of still there in your triangle at all times, but it's taking a little bit of a backseat right now, but you still do the, the necessary things to keep oh, yourself healthy. It's bro. There's no, there's no fucking spinning it any other way than what it is. It's in the fucking trunk right now. It is. <laughs> this is the longest isosceles triangle in the history of man. It's basically a straight line. Um, <laughs> I try to save you there, but yeah. there you go. I no, I was, I was literally telling my clients earlier this morning, and this actually stung a little bit when I said this, I was like, yeah, I've lost like a ton of weight since I started working here, which I have, I'm down like fucking 10 or 12 pounds. And my client cracked the joke, like, Oh, maybe I should work here. I'll lose some weight. I was like, you don't want to live the life I'm living right now. <laughs> like I don't eat in the mornings. I skip lunch sometimes. Like it's bad. I haven't worked out in a while. I basically feel like a two by four. And then I'm training a couple and the guy was like, yeah, you have lost some weight. And I was like, Oh, that fucking hurts. People are noticing. <laughs> well, you know, that's more than him though. It's funny because for us dudes, it's, it, it just hits us different when someone says that, you yeah. know, it's, like we I mean, already, we, already, we already, we already know what that means when we've been in a particular, in a particular shape. So yeah, I can hear, I, I feel that I feel okay. Like it's, it's a joke. I do kind of feel like a two by four sometimes, like as far as like the structure of my body, like I've lost all of my muscle mass, but I'm still like mobile and I'm still capable. I still feel strong. Um, and I'm not in any like great amount of pain. But I do need to get back on top of that. I mean, that's, yeah. I need to well, take it out of the trunk every once in a while. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, definitely, you know what you got to do. You address accordingly. And that's for everyone there listening. Just examine your life, man, and then see where you may be, where some things could get better. What things you're doing fantastic right now, what things you feel really proud of yourself for. So analyze those things, make the adjustments necessary, and start kicking ass the rest of this upcoming new week. Um, anything else we want to add, Mike? Um, no, again, I'm ill prepared for the dad joke section. Um, how about this? What's the difference between a dirty bus stop and a sexy crab? <laughs> I don't even want to know. <laughs> oh, wow. One is a crusty bus station and the other is a busty crustacean. <laughs> what the fuck? I literally, I, I went full send on that one. It was the first one I saw and I didn't even read the punchline until I just read the punchline. So there you go. <laughs> well, Gabe will appreciate this wherever he's at right now. I know he'll be back hopefully next yeah. week. Wherever he is in the world, he just smirked. <laughs> His ears are tingling. <laughs> well, uh, listeners, if you guys like this information, like this episode, let us know by, and if you're watching this on YouTube, by any chance, subscribe leave the video a thumbs up and a comment we always appreciate those i always read them the few that we get here and there it's still a baby channel keep sharing it so it continues to grow if you're listening to this on audio we appreciate you checking us out being consistent we know we have a lot of content that comes out each week well not anyway right now i feel like it's only two but it's still most more than a lot of these other podcasts but anywho 
we'll hopefully get back to eventually to normal programming in the near future. But until then, keep supporting us, leaving us a five-star rating and review so we continue to trend well on, uh, on all the platforms. And if you want to check us out on social media, you can do so by going to the Next Level Show Instagram at my personal page, which Mike already kindly uh, let you guys know, John Alba Fitness. <laughs> Gabe is at Prime and Glory, and Mike himself is at Mike Nillis, PT. And until the next one. Yeah.